This is the message from Connection Community Church for this Sunday, May 6th, 2012. Stretched Priority. Okay, so how about Monday at 5? Monday at 5, I am booked. I was going to meet with that family about baptism. How about Tuesday at 9? No, I'm getting my teeth drilled. Um, uh, How about 4.30? That's when I was going to meet the couple about the wedding. How about 7 (laughs) o'clock? You forgot Turner's concert. (laughs) Oh, how could I forget that? Okay. Wednesday, 10 a.m. How about that? My final offer. Um, Alan, we always meet Lori at Wednesday at 10 a.m. Sorry, Lori. <laughs> um, how, how about, about, how about 5.30? 5.30? No, 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 no. I couldn't sit and say 5.30. I got to make some calls about nominations. Okay, turn the page. June. Wow, <laughs> June, and it's only May 6th. Here we go. Well, you know what? We just weren't pretending in that conversation. That well, seems... we were, Laurie. We are going to meet with you on Wednesday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're, we're, we're still, still on. We'll still get together on Wednesday. Anyway, um, <laughs> we weren't pretending, though, in the way that dialogue went, because it just seems that it's really, really hard, especially this time of year, especially the month of May, to make anything work. Does anybody feel stretched? Anybody feel stretched? Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) we do too. So that's what we're going to talk about uh, the whole month of May about being stretched. Good morning, Connection Church. My name is Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? God, we thank you for today. We thank you that right now, right here, We can settle in. Lord, please remove the distractions over the next 25, 36 minutes. 36 minutes. Just let us give this time to you, Lord. Help us focus on your will and your way for our life. And we thank you and praise you today and all days. And all of Connection Church said, amen. Amen. Stretch. So, uh... We find it this to be a pretty crazy time of year. Anybody in, in sync with that? It's kind of busy. You know, when, a, when our kids were younger, man, between the band and the chorus concerts and we, softball we and baseball and spring soccer with the girls and the proms and the other school stuff, not to mention church stuff. Oh, man. May was a busy month. I, I used to get all worked up because I was having trouble having appointments in the evening with clients because I finally just kind of set May aside and said, okay. So you had to work triple hard in June. Yeah, June and and April were real hard because I wasn't going to have a lot of appointments in the evening in May. What's really cool, that one Saturday, our girls, when they were younger, were on three different softball leagues. So one, one, one season, no two of them were on the same team. So we were in three different, you know, always. Well, this one Saturday, they all had game, but fortunately they weren't at the same time in three different fields. But they all had a game at the same field, so we basically parked ourselves at 9 in the morning, and we finished up at about 4, 4.30 that afternoon at that same spot, but it was really cool. I was able to load a grill in the back of the van, 
because there wasn't a concession stand at that particular field. So we pulled the grill out at lunchtime, had hot dogs and hamburgers. I probably could have made some money, but uh, I didn't even think about that. Um, but uh, like their grandfather didn't get wasn't able to see a lot of their games. He sat in one spot for like six hours and saw all three of them play. It was pretty cool. Yeah, he had his chair facing yeah. this way for one game and this way facing for another yeah, game. And, and the, it you know, was some some friends said, "Oh, I'll be so glad when this is over." I thought, huh, "Beats cutting grass." <laughs> You know, but even even when we don't have kids with ball games now, and it's not, it's still just as crazy. May is still a a pretty crazy month. Can I get an amen? Yeah. 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 You know, for the moms and dads who are in the midst of that, and I know it's like, oh, this is like really crazy. I'll be glad when it's over. Hey, it's over for me, and I'm not glad it's over. Enjoy. And it's every still just as busy. <laughs> it is. It's just as busy. It's just as busy. It is such a busy time. Uh, we get it. We know about crazy schedules with um, four kids. We know how hard it is to be stretched between a job and, and taking care of for some parents, for some kids, for some grandkids. You know, there's, there's, we all have our own stories, but we're all very, very stretched. You know, sometimes we wonder how we're even going to breathe in the midst of the stretchedness. Mm. And so for today and the next three, three weeks, we're going to look at this idea of being stretched and, and how it affects us, especially how it affects us uh, spiritually. You know, what, what we need to be cautious of, what we need to be aware of, where we need to pay attention. We're going to focus uh, during this four weeks on four P's of being stretched. And the first P today is on priority. So things are going crazy. Things are spinning out of control. There doesn't seem to be another thing you can cram into the day, but there are lots of other things that need to be taken care of. It is so easy to lose track, to get off course during times like this, the month of May, the month of December. It is so hard to keep priority during this time. It's easy to forget about the main thing. And then we ask the question, well, what, what is the main thing? Yeah. The main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing, right? Main things to keep the main, but the question is, what is the main thing? It's a good question, isn't it? It's, it's always the question. It should always be, what's the main thing? What's our priority in life going to be? Even when things get crazy, even when things are out of control, even when you don't have time to hardly catch your breath, even when everything seems to be just stretching you to the max, is there one number one that everything circles around, basically? And if so, what is it? What's your number one going to be? Let's take a look at what the Bible says about that today. Well, that our... gives you a big hint what we're going to be talking about, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> today we're going to focus on um, a scripture found in the book of Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy is in the beginning of the Bible. It's part of the Hebrew Bible, the, the Old Testament. And um, we, we pick up where, well, first of all, Deuteronomy has a lot of lists of rules for right living and the rules that God gave God's people and how to walk it out. And so um, we pick up Deuteronomy in chapter 5 
where God gives Moses the law. The law is the Ten Commandments. And the law orders our life, the Ten Commandments. Well, so the people have these Ten Commandments, these these rules for right living. Right after that comes Deuteronomy chapter 6. If you have your Bibles, if you have your smartphones, or uh, you can take a look on the screen, it's Deuteronomy 6, verses 1 through 9. And just to put it into context, you know, these guys were enslaved in Egypt, now they were free, but they've been wandering around for 40 years. And, and, they're, and they're getting prepped up for crossing the River Jordan into the promised land. You know, the land of milk and honey. What, what they've been on the horizon for the, for the 40 years. And in fact, many of these <coughs> weren't actually the people who left Egypt because it's been two generations. It's 40 years. Many of these are the children and grandchildren of those who actually were enslaved. But they've been wandering, and, and now it's, it's almost time, and this is kind of prepping them up. So here's what it says. These are the commands, decrees, and laws the Lord your God directed me, Moses, to teach you to observe in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to possess, so that you, your children, and their children after them may fear the Lord your God as long as you live by keeping all his decrees and commands that I give you, so that you may enjoy long life. Yeah, hear, O Israel, and be careful to obey so that it may go well with you and that you may increase greatly in a land flowing with milk and honey, just as the Lord, the God of your fathers, promised you. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be upon your heart. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. And so here we have Moses or God talking to Moses, using Moses to give a message to God's people. That's what we've got. Moses speaking a message to God's people. The bottom line here is that God is number one. That's, that's what God told Moses to tell the people. In fact, that's the very first commandment. Love the Lord your God with all. You know, God is first. God is our priority. Whether we're in the desert crossing the Jordan, getting ready to cross the Jordan, or whether we're right here in Middletown, Delaware, in 2012. The message is the same. God's first, God's number one. And right here we have it in scripture. Would you say again the part in highlighted in white? Love the, the Lord, Lord your God, God with, with all, all of your heart, heart with all, all your soul, and with all, all your strength. strength. These, These commandments, commandments that I, I give you today are to be upon your hearts. So we're giving commandments for today to put upon our hearts. A really cool thing about this particular scripture is that it's generational. It tells us to impress it upon our children and our children's children to guide them. Whether we have kids or not, no matter what our lot in life is, we've got to be concerned about those who are coming, you know, the littlest of 
of God's children. And so what God is saying here is that God is the priority and to teach that to those who we meet. God's not a, I'm going to take you off the shelf, God, and put you back on the shelf when I'm done. God is a jealous God. God wants to be worshipped and praised and have the priority in our life. It's not priorities. God is the priority in our life 24-7, 365. And in fact, it's so important that Scripture tells us to tie them as symbols on our hands and bind them to our foreheads and that we're to write them on the doorposts, on the door frames of our homes. Mm. And so this isn't uh, a scripture to be taken lightly. Um, not only taken seriously, some people take this absolutely literally. There's some, some Orthodox Jews who wear, wear something called phylacteries. A phylactery is a, is a small square leather box. And one is worn on the forehead. One is worn on the, the left arm and attached to the fingers with the leather um, strands. And, and the boxes, uh, they, they contain scriptural passages. And, and they're worn during morning weekday prayers. And so uh, these, these persons are, are taking this Deuteronomy passage where it says, wear them on your forehead, wear them on your... Literally. They're, they're taking this absolutely literally. That's how important this passage is. Why are we going into all this detail? Well, first of all, I find it very interesting. You know, if you ever see... Uh, you know, as soon as I read this for today, so I thought, you know, I, I know those. I've seen pictures of those, of those Jewish guys with the box, and it looks kind of funny to us. But it's not funny at all, is it? I mean, they take this quite seriously. Um, and we want to share that with you to just show how, how um, important, how literally this passage is taken. And maybe if you ever see someone with the box on the arm or on the forehead, you know, or maybe you'll see that on a door frame and you go, oh, yeah, I, I know what that is. I know how, how important that is. And now, you know, we who are Christian but not Jewish, I see Dave's Christian and Jewish, most of us aren't, we generally... We generally don't take this passage seriously. I haven't seen anybody in here with a phylactery on their forehead. Um, we don't take it as the, some Jews do, but, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't take it seriously. Might not take it literally, but we should take it seriously. Um, just because we're not wearing them on our head and our forearms, just because we're not attaching them to our door frames. You know, the Scripture says we should be wearing them in our hearts. Uh, it's important, and it's crucial these passages of Scripture are absolutely crucial, and here's why. Because it reminds us of our priority of who is to be number one. And it's real easy in the world we live in, and especially when things get crazy, to get a little bit mixed up and sometimes to lose track of what the main thing is. But the main thing, the number one always and everywhere must be God, always. And so we're, we're all in the midst of, of crazy life, whether, whether we live alone or whether we have others with us. Um, it just seems to be this is the time of year where we're all running in many different directions at a very fast pace. But this scripture is yet another reminder and a very important reminder that God always takes priority no matter what our days look like to, 
to remember that we've got to try to figure out how to work it out so that God continues to be honored, so that um, God is first. And we know that it's not easy to stay focused on that in the lives that we lead. Mm. And back when we were moved to Seaford back in the late 70s, I, um, a friend and I one Sunday went down to Salisbury, Maryland. Uh, they had a, a large mall down there. They've moved it now, but the old, the old Salisbury Mall. And it was really strange because it was Sunday, you know, up here, a big shop, and there was not a car in the parking lot other than ours. It was really weird. And we come to find out they had these things called blue laws. You ever, ever heard of a blue law? Yeah. And that's in years ago, those were the laws that uh, stores like department stores and stuff weren't allowed to be open on Sunday. Now, em- uh, emergency stores or drug stores where you might have to get medicine, things that, uh, you know, like crucial kind of stores for helping people stay alive, maybe gas stations if you're on the road, but department stores weren't open. That mall was, was shut tight. And, and, and you see, and, and years ago, um, if, if you, on a Sunday morning at 10 o'clock in the morning, if you were driving by a ball field, you wouldn't see people out there playing ball. I remember later and see we were on our way to church and we'd see these like softball games at 10 in the morning. We're going, what's going on here? This is, un- this is weird. This is different. See, it used to be that Sunday really was set apart. There, uh, things weren't scheduled on Sunday. But now it's not like that, is it? And it's a challenge because it used to be it wasn't like you had a choice. <laughs> you went to church and you did nothing. <laughs> now church is one of many, 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 many choices on Sunday. And it can become a real challenge, especially if those other choices are things that you really enjoy or that your kids enjoy or things that, uh, that you find important. Um, and, and so it becomes a real challenge to choose between worship and those other activities, between cho- choosing between serving and seeking God and doing those other things that we get enjoyment from. I think there are a lot of people in this room who... Um are, don't remember the blue laws at all. Yeah. And, and we're so used to culture the way it is today. And there are a lot of choices. And we're not trying to say, you know, you're doing, you know, if you, if you have to, you know, do a ball practice or if something takes you away from Sunday morning, we're not like shaking a finger saying, you know, bad girl, bad boy. We've been there. We, we understand this. But what we are trying to say is, how are we going to work it out so that we can stay connected to the body of Christ, but more importantly, stay connected to God? Because what happens is that we get drawn away and we get lured away, and then over time we feel like we are away, and we get disconnected. The more we lose time with God, and especially in the community of faith, the more we feel stranded, and then the more it's just not even important, you know, it's... It's that week in and week out. And actually, it's a day in and day out thing. We're not just talking about Sunday. We're talking about at some point in every day trying to figure out how we can honor God and give God our best. And that's not always through doing and doing. But it's about being, being a child of God. Mm. You know, we might not be wearing the box on our forehead or have the thing on our door frame or the mezuzah on the door frame, but that doesn't mean that, that we, we shouldn't be aware of God's presence both at home and in our places of business uh, uh, all day long. Um, it, it, God should be our priority. Can you imagine what the world, what our world, what your world would look like if 
if we really did try to put God first all the time, if we truly tried to make God our, our number one priority all the time, um, if we took God's commandments very seriously and we placed him first, if we worshiped no other gods before God, if we, um, if we had no idol that took the place of our God, if we, if we didn't misuse the Lord's name, if we set aside a day a week and kept it holy for God's sake and by that same token for our own sake, um, can you imagine what our world would look like if we truly made God our priority in this crazy, mixed-up world, especially this crazy, mixed-up time of year, um, which stretches us beyond our comfort zones. Can you imagine what, what things would look like? It is hard to imagine because it might mean making some changes. I am um, I'm not proud of the way I spend my days a lot of times because I'm, I'm the queen, I'm the poster child of workaholicism. That's my word. You know, I, I love my job, but there's always something left, or there's always something at home, or there's always this, or there's always that. And, and it just is like, there's always. And what happens is that we get caught, and we're like these rats going around this treadmill. And that's not what God wants for us. And, and I'm trying, and some people are holding me accountable because... You know, I'm, I'm really out of whack right now. And I know that many of you are too. So, you know, we're a work in progress and, you know, we just keep trying to, um, to honor God. And um, God loves it. God knows our hearts. God knows that we try to honor God and put God first. But you know, at the end of the day, when, when I haven't done my devotions or when I haven't gotten in the Word, I really could say I haven't honored God. How about you? It's really hard. It's really, really hard. So, um, we would say to each one of you that today is the day, here on May 6th, because we've got a long month with a lot going on, and we're going to be here in June. It's like, Wow. Where did May go? Let's start today and kind of look at our calendars. I remember when my brother was playing football, and the football games up in Newark were Sundays. And um, so my parents had church in our home. I mean, that was a way that they did the best they could to honor God and to teach us. Get creative in how you're going to make it work for your life. It's important to have that vertical relationship, and it's really important to have this kind of relationship with one another to help us walk it out and help one another be accountable. You know, as Gary says, sometimes we've got to learn to say no to things, too. And sometimes we have to say no to things for our children, which is really hard because they're things that they love and we'd love to see them doing. But sometimes we need it because I don't think God wants us to be so busy that we can't breathe. I don't think God wants us to be so busy that we don't have time for God. Uh, or at least we don't have quality time with God. You know, all good relationships require quality time. And it's not always a quantity, but there is a certain quantity that is required to have quality. And, and, and sometimes we need to say no so we can have the quality time with the Lord. And not likewise, I, I don't think, uh, we don't think God wants us 
um, to not have quality time with the people we care about, friends, family, spouse, children. Um, you know, are we so busy with our activities that we don't have time for dinner with our family? I mean, we talk about when the kids were young, we were on ball game, how much we spend in drive-throughs, and we kind of laugh about it. But the same token, sometimes we've we had miss... more dinners sitting over in our office since Turner left home. Right. I mean, we're not going and, home and, these days. It's like wrong. We, you know, if we're not careful, that that quality family time, and it's not about the food so much. It's about sitting around the table and sharing our stories, sharing our lives with each other. And if we don't deliberately do that, it doesn't happen. It, it generally doesn't happen when we're running around from spot to spot. Uh, it can, but often doesn't when we don't have that time. You know, studies have shown that families who sit and share a meal together around the table are stronger families. Uh, families that have time to share their lives with each other, not on the run, but around the table, are the families that last. So the question is, is your family spending quality time together? And I'm asking us the same thing as I'm asking you, because it's so easy to get caught up in all the important things that sometimes we lose track of the crucial things. So today's a great day. We have 12 minutes (laughs) to focus on this, to pray about it, to try to order our lives, and we're going to celebrate Holy Communion a time when we ask God to reveal to us special things, a time when we seek the Lord. You know, that song that we sang at the beginning, the more I seek you, the more I love you. You know, this is the time to seek the Lord, to ask for answers, to help, um, to ask the Lord for direction so that we can stay connected to God and to one another. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at www.connectioncc.org. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life that he offers.